Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spring Fever. It is me, XFL Jim. With uh, this might be if this isn't the last, this might be one of the last five times I get to use this background as a green screen because the XFL has a rebrand, folks. It is official. The start of XFL 3.0 is here. It's happening. This XFL behind me, that's XFL 2.0. That's done. Kaput. It's a memory that I will cherish forever in my gullet. But now, we look to the future. And the future is black and white. With a kind of cool logo, it looks very futuristic. It looks kind of uh, sports drinky. I am warming up to it. There's just... I'm having trouble because if you look behind me, this logo is just so cool. It's so, so cool. I love the XFL 2020 logo. And I'm I'm I love the I love the 2023 logo, but it's gonna take some getting used to, okay? I don't I'm not a man of change. I'm not a man of change. But with the start of XFL 3.0, with this new era beginning, I'm hoping that means we're gonna get some good news drops consistently from here on out from Redbird. Danny and The Rock. That's that's what I'm hoping for right now. Speaking of which, I'll get into this a little bit later with the spring roundup, but there may be some some XFL news coming in the in the very near future. But for a league that's about to start up, let's talk some USFL. Let's talk some USFL people. You see the futures dangling down there below me? It kicks off in almost a week. 8 days away. It's so Close. Next Saturday, folks. Next Saturday, the USFL will be here in our eyes on NBC and Fox. I might actually dual stream them both and just have my mind melted. Maybe uh, maybe I'll live stream it. Maybe we'll live stream uh, the USFL first game. Who knows what's going to happen? There's so much possibility. I'm so excited for this league. I'm. I just wish, the only thing I wish I could do is go to Birmingham and be there and experience it in person. I love what the USFL represents. I love what it's bringing, and I love this for the players. We're, we're almost a week away. There's not too much more to say. It's almost here, and then I'll be able to start breaking down, previewing games, actual games for the USFL, and doing recaps, weekly recaps of USFL games. God, it just makes me tingly. Without further ado, though, before we before we get into the actual game of the USFL, I have teams I got to preview. I'm still I still got like four teams to go, people. Four teams to go. So that's why I'm going to be doubling up now for these next two episodes. I'm doing two teams a day, starting off with the New Jersey Generals head coach Mike Riley. And if if you guys don't know anything about me, I'm a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. So you may think I have some bias against Mike Riley, and I do. I do hate his guts for what he did to my program, but. He seems like a nice guy, and he's got so much experience when it comes to spring football. He's been in the CFL. He's been in the World League. He's been on the XFL, and I think he's a perfect fit for the USFL as a head coach, not to mention pairing him up with the quarterback. Yes, it sucks that Ben Holmes got injured. It really does, because I the guy seems so awesome, but we have Luis Perez, Louis Perez, RK1, Rat. King one stepping in. I think he's going to get the starting spot. The guy pairs so perfectly with a guy like Mike Riley, who has spring league experience, who better to have at your quarterback than Louis Perez, who has so much spring league experience. 
AAF, stud. XFL, the Rat King of New York. What more do you need to say about that? He's played in the Spring League consistently. The guy is could have been a professional bowler, and he chose to do football. That's what I love to see in a quarterback. The fact that you step away from a sport like bowling where all you have to do is drink and roll a ball to pursue football, that means he's committed. I love this guy. He's a stud, he's a good athlete, and he's a grindstone kind of guy. Give me Luis Perez as the quarterback all day, every day. Moving on to, to the defense a little bit, we have safety, Drayvon Askew-Henry. Again, he played with Luis Perez. Yes, he was on the other side. He was on the defense. And I've, I've mentioned it before with other players who were on that guarded defense who are now in the USFL. This was the number one defense in the XFL, in my opinion. So if you can grab any of these defensive players that used to play on the Guardians, you want to you snatch them up. The guy was great in the XFL. He set a school record at West Virginia for starts. What? That's what you want in these leagues. You want consistency. You want to see players that won't dip out for injuries. You want to see a player that's just going to be there consistently and give you what you want to see day in and day out. There's a reason so many NFL teams have been scouting this guy. I've been trying to like get him on practice squads and potentially rosters. He's a great pickup for the, for the generals and there's not too much more I can say about him. Moving on running back Trey Williams, Man, this guy's played a lot of football. He's 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 been he's done it all. He's played NFL. He's played CFL. This guy's been freaking everywhere. He's he's a little injury prone in some respects. I think maybe that's why he didn't pan out in the NFL as well as he could have. But he was a good rotation guy on the Seattle Dragons, and the Dragons also had a pretty decent like running back whole room. He's a good short yardage guy. I think I think he's going to be a good asset to. The uh, the USFL, to the generals, sorry, to the generals. I think he's going to be a great asset. He's going to be the kind of guy that just, like, gets you the yards you need when you need him. He's going to be a good fourth down guy. Yeah, exactly. Jenna, talking about Lewis Perez, he left football practice early to go to bowling practice. This guy is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Fucking love it. God, bowling's so cool. Bowling's the best. Moving on, wide receiver Darius Shepard. The guy bounced around a lot of NFL teams in 2021. That means in like one year. In one year, he was on about five different NFL teams, which means there's something about this guy that NFL teams are really keeping their eye on that they really like and they really want to just to grab. That's something that's a, that should be a good sign to USFL fans that the NFL is after these guys already. So maybe if they get a nice little boost in the USFL, they'll get that nice name recognition and they'll be a good asset to teams like the Generals. The guy also has he has return experience as a returner experience. He's a he's had punt return experience, kick return experience. He's a great special teams guy. Um, so versatile in that regard. He's not just a wide receiver and with shortened rosters like the USFL has, these guys that can play receiver and special teams, running back, special teams, defense, special teams, they're the kind of guys you need on a team in the USFL just because the rosters are so tiny. The guy's he's great. And He's a great route runner. Just like hands made out of glue. He's fantastic. Moving on, tight end, Nick Truesdale. He's played a lot of arena football, which I love to see. I love these arena guys because it's such a grindstone mentality to play in the arena league. It's like you're working your full-time job, and then you go to play arena football to get kind of a paycheck after the fact. And 
I respect the hell out of it. It's it's hard work, and these guys are entertaining as hell. Nick Truesdale being among the most entertaining. He was great on the Salt Lake Stallions, too, in the AAF. Uh, way back. We go way back to 2018. In the league, uh, with how short the league lasted, he caught 24 of 27 passes his way. For a tight end, especially one that's like, you just you want that security blanket. This guy doesn't drop passes. It's not in his DNA to drop passes. He will just, ball comes his way, boom, catch every single time. Pair him up with Louis Perez. It's a match made in fucking heaven. Heaven, I tell you. Love Nick Truesdale here. I think this guy, I, I he could be a little bit taller, but uh, moving on. We have the New Orleans Breakers. I think this team is being slept on a little bit. I think recently we've seen futures that have them a little bit higher. But if you look behind me, they're still plus 500. I remember when the when the lines opened up, they were around six and a half, seven to one. And I think people might be waking up to this team. Starting off, of course, head coach Larry Fedora could like could either blow up or have a really high-powered offense and be super fun. That all starts with quarterback Kyle Slaughter. This guy is an athlete. He's played running back. He's played receiver. He's played quarterback. The dude has done it all. I think he's being slept on as maybe, maybe at the at least at the quarterback position, maybe the best athlete in this league out of all the quarterbacks. He might not be the best passer. He might not be the best. I, I would probably say he is the best runner, but he's like the best all-around athlete in the position. He gives the he gives the breakers a great dual threat option at quarterback. And I think in a Larry Fedora system, that's exactly what you want to see. You saw what he did with Mitch Trubisky. I'm not calling I'm not calling Kyle Slaughter Mitch Trubisky. I'm calling him better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying it right here, right now. Kyle Slaughter, better Mitch Trubisky. He's not as big but he's 10 times the athlete and 100 times the human being. I like this guy a lot. I like Kyle Slaughter at quarterback quite a bit. He's going to be throwing to wide receiver Johnny Dixon. Not only a great name for a receiver, dude's fast as hell, and he accelerates extremely quickly. He gets to his top speed right away. He's like off the line, boom, just right there, running track. He's a great over-the-top threat, which I think with the dual-threat quarterback combination is perfect. Let uh let Slaughter just kind of like make time in the pocket, and then Johnny Dixon just run it downfield and just bomb after bomb after bomb. And again, great dual guy. He's great on special teams. Returner, gunner, the guy's just fantastic. Put him in a spot on a receiving team. Put him on a spot on the kicking team. The guy is fantastic. Moving on to running back Jordan Ellis. The dude is a boulder. He's 5'10", 230. He's basically just going to like fall for two yards every single time. He just he picks, his, he picks his spot, zones in, runs, and doesn't stop for nobody. He's not the flashiest runner, but you don't need that in this league. You just need a guy who will get you two yards, three yards consistently, and I think he could do that. Maybe not in the NFL with some of those stacked, stacked defensive lines, but the USFL, this guy will be able to consistently get you two yards. You're on a third and short, fourth and one, fourth and two. This guy's going to get you the yards you need. And in an offense this high-powered, it's nice to have this kind of guy that's just automatic every single time so that you can kind of like just – you can go for those fourth downs. Love it. Absolutely love this kid. Next up, 
We have D and David Bellamy. The guy played at Georgia. I mean, he's a defensive end that played at Georgia in the Kirby Smart era. I don't know much more you want to know. That just usually means you're going to be really, really good. He's got huge arms. The guy is his wingspan when he stretches his arms out. It's like he's the size of me standing up. I'm not a tall gentleman, but this guy is massive. Again, he's also a guy that's bounced around on a lot of NFL squads. He's got good measurables. He can put some more meat on his bones for a DN, but he's he's fast and he's got just he can he can basically just sun people, just put his hand in their face and just wreck them day in and day out. And I think he's going to be a good asset to this team. Moving on, offensive tackle Marquise Lucas. The dude is an enigma wrapped in a mystery. He's he's as fluid as a water. He's he's the lineman definition of Bruce Lee. He's played tackle. He's played guard on both sides of the ball, left and right. The guy's played all over the line. He's fast for an offensive lineman, and he has spring league experience. He's played in these leagues before. The guy is, I think, a perfect position. He's just Wherever you need him, you can slot him in there. And there's not too much more I'd want in an offensive uh, lineman. Maybe he's a little small on the tackle side. He's a little big on the guard side. But he's perfect for that in-between. The guy's perfect for that in-between. And there's not much more I'd want. I love it. I think the breakers are very, very sneaky here. Moving on. Those are the team previews for the USFL. Two more to go. Only two more to go, folks. Two more teams to go. Moving on to the spring roundup. I teased it a little bit earlier, starting with the XFL. Looks like we might be hearing some rumblings of a head coach. Little little head coach action. Terrell Buckley to Orlando. Orlando. So this is like a soft confirmation, not only of a head coach, but either an expansion city or are they moving a team? Are they moving the Vipers from Tampa to Orlando? What's up with the Roughnecks? There's still a lot we don't know about the XFL. Either way, I I love a team in Orlando. They had it in the AAF with the Apollos, and they were one of the better teams to to watch. Not they, I mean, in my book, they won the league. But I think Orlando's a great, great, great city for spring football. And I hope the XFL goes. I hope I hope it's an expansion team because I don't want to see any of the other teams go away. But I would love Orlando in the XFL. Bring it on. Next up, Major League Football. The season approaches, I think. They still say they're starting this year, and I have no reason to doubt them. They've had coaching hires consistently. I I, I feel in my gut, in my gullet, that there's another coaching hire coming within the next week or two, and that would make 4-4 four four, because they only have four teams. Really good looking out for the MLFB. They also seem to be having about 15 mil in funding, which, while way lower than the USFL and XFL, I don't think they're trying to be as big as these leagues. I think they're kind of, they know what they're about and they're settling in to a nice, like, lower ground. I think they're they're giving the base round for players, a base salary. That's reasonable, small, but reasonable. And I think they know exactly where they fit in. And they're, they're dropping news consistently. And I got to respect them for that. Go MLFB for now. CFL, Canadian Football League, no updates as of now. Preseason going to be starting here in about, give it like a month and a half, late May. I'm excited uh, for some CFL. I'm, the preseason's the preseason. It's it's just like the NFL. Preseason doesn't really matter. Fan-controlled football league. We got a, another player announcement. So I feel like what they're doing is they're keeping 
the the player announcements under wraps except for these really big names. They they got Johnny Football already. They got Johnny Manziel, and now they bring in T.O. Terrell Owens to play in the league. I think it's just a fun thing for these ex NFL guys to do. Like we had rumors in the in the week one of last year of Marshawn Lynch playing in it, so why not bring in T.O. Bring in Chad Ojosega. Bring in it, whoever. It's it's fine. Bring them all in. It's great stuff. I think T.O. could be fun. I think he'll be the best player on the field when he's there. Fantastic. Moving on to the ELF, European League of Football. I was going on the website today, and it looks like they also have NFTs now too, which is, I hope that doesn't become a thing. I hope these leagues drop the NFT stuff because I'm, I'm, NFTs have become a thing like really recently, and I'm already over it, so I hope the ELF doesn't doesn't do anything like that. Otherwise, no updates. Just cut it with the NFTs, guys. Just everybody cut it with the NFTs. X League. Cool news about the X League, actually. So they're doing their spring X League tournament, the Green Bowl. They didn't do it last year. They haven't done it in like two or three years. They, I, I think maybe 2019 was the last time they did it. They didn't do it last year. They didn't have a season in 2020. So they're doing that. That's coming uh, early May. That is coming early May. May and the spring season is coming in May and June. Yeah, like Jenna saying right there, FCF Board Eight Football Club. I'm kind of yeah, they're like the poster child for NFTs. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm glad the X League doesn't have any NFTs. Although an NFT of the Lixel Deers would be pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that Lixel Deers. They're like the only ones I would allow. But either way, X League season coming literally next month. We're about a month away from X League uh, games, the spring tournament and actual X-League Super. So get excited for that. And as a new addition to the spring roundup, A7FL, American 7 Football League. What is this? I ask, you ask, I ask for you. This is 7-on-7, no pads, no helmet, full contact football, baby! A7FL might be one of my favorite things I've ever discovered. So this they've been a thing apparently for like seven years. This is their eighth year going on, and I'm just hearing about them now. So this is a travesty of news and just life that I'm only hearing about them now. But I'm diving headfirst into this because the season's already underway. They're in week three right now, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing a whole like team – Deep dive into the league. Trust me, there's a video coming. There is stuff coming on A7FL. I love it already, and I want to do as much as I can with it. If there's a way for the garage to either sponsor the league, get an ad spot somewhere, I want to make it happen. I want to do anything with this league that I possibly can. I love A7FL. Circling in to AFL, Arena Football, the ILF, Indoor League of Football, yeah, exact garage synergy all the way. I'm gonna take a break on uh, on the arena football updates for now. I'm gonna update at the end of the month, just because the standings haven't changed much day in day out. I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna give you an update at the end of April where everything sits. But just so everybody knows, my team to win the season is still the uh, Sioux City. That's Sioux City. That's that's they're the team that's gonna win. It's just it's flat out. Anyway, that'll do it. That'll wrap up this episode of Spring Fever. I am so excited for USFL football. There's 
I think the time we're living in right now might be the best time for spring football. Imagine a year. Imagine 2023. You have XFL 3.0, USFL, MLFB, A7FL, X-League starting up after that, CFL preseason, ELF. Oh my God. And remember, everybody, next week is game week. We will have games. I will be previewing USFL games a week from now. Maybe it's Wednesday. Maybe it's Thursday. Who knows? But we have actual games to talk about. Real spring football. Be ready. And as always, stay ground certified, everybody. Love you.